All right, welcome to the Teaching a Rockstar podcast. And on today's episode, we have the amazing, the talented, the vivacious Rhonda Turner from Quitman ISD. Here's the coolest thing about my gig is I tell everybody, like the coolest thing is I get to travel on the nation and I come across these little oasis, 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 I don't know, the plural form of oasis of places where there's just like amazing schools and people and kids and like these phenomenal things are happening and man, it's just an honor and a privilege to get to see that and experience that. And so Quitment ISD in Quitman, Texas is one of those places where we have just phenomenal educators doing amazing work, work with just tremendous kids, like instilling um, great, you know what they are, is just kids of exceptional character doing great things and learning learning a ton and um so we're gonna talk to ronda today on the teaching a rockstar podcast let's do this this is the teach like a rockstar podcast with hal bowman before we get this thing cranking out a quick word from our sponsor the boston scally company i have found the absolute best caps on the internet at bostonscally.com the Boston Scally Company is the online purveyor of caps with the most attitude. Some people refer to them as a flat cap or a Gatsby or an Ivy cap, but the cap everyone is really looking for is the traditional Boston Scally cap. Founded by the son of a lifelong educator, the Boston Scally Company designs and sells caps that capture the unique culture of the Boston people with an authentic style that is filled with blue-collar sarcasm, rugged integrity, and a truckload of attitude. Pick up the authentic Boston Scally cap at bostonscally.com. The Teach Like a Rockstar podcast with Hal Bowen. All right, so here's what I wonder. Like, when I think about superintendents and I think about um, your work, I wonder if you guys know, like, how much of the wacko people think you are. And here's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting off strong. Way to welcome me to the right? show. <laughs> here's, here's what I wonder. Because as a teacher, like as an educator in the classroom, I'm trying to keep it together. I'm trying, like, I can't, I, like, I'm trying to get my data together. I'm trying to get my lesson plans done. I'm trying to get the kids control. I'm trying to teach and trying to put some knowledge into the noggin. And then, um, and then I think about the role of the superintendent and I think they want to run this whole thing. I can't even keep it together in my classroom, <laughs> let alone transportation and nutrition and athletics and HR and all, I mean, bonds, the community, the, the, the political part of the whole deal. It's crazy overwhelming to just a teacher in a classroom and they're thinking, Oh my God, she's got to be a wacko. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I, I, maybe I am. I, maybe I am. You're exactly right. At what point did you, like, did it first cross your mind? Like, I really want to lead a district. Um, so I think that's really was a process for me. So I went through sort of the traditional, um, traditional steps. I was a teacher and moved into administration and, um, a principal and, um, and curriculum and then an assistant soup and I don't know one day I think you 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 look at it and you're like well somebody's got to be the next person to lead and um there's so many things that need to be done and you're right a lot of people don't want to step into those positions because because of the pressure and the political pressure and um so um I don't know one day I just woke up and I thought I can do this and um 
the equipment's my hometown. Right. Grew up here. So um, a lot of passion um, for me about this particular district. So I think uh, wanting to make sure that the, the kids um, in 2019 um, leave the school district with the same hope and the same vision and the same um, love for life that I had when I left this district. Let me ask you this. Could, do you, like, looking back, do you think you could have done this? Um, with just some random school district somewhere in Texas, or do you think it was a connection for you because you're from here and you're a product and you love it? So I, th- I think a little of both. I, I think that um, my schooling and my education prepared me for the job. So, I mean, certainly I could go and, and do this somewhere else, but I'm not going to lie to you. Um, when, it's, when it's yours and it's where you have roots planted and, and you went to school with yeah. the other grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're getting old. The grandparents um, here um, went to school with, with some of our parents that are here. Um, you go to the grocery store. You go to the downtown businesses. And, you know, this is it's the same the same miles between here and that courthouse down Highway 154. I walked in the band, you know, as a high school student. I see our kids do that today. So just lots of good memories and lots of uh, passion for, for this, this school district and, and these kids. These kids. Do you know what it is? It, um, here's here's why I love this size. This, this is why I have such a passion for working with these these kinds of schools. Is because if I'm in a suburban district, and and by the way, you know they're all they're great. You know whether it's a Katy or a Fort Bend outside of Houston or a Plano, and absolutely, you know, they're, they're great. The difference is when you have a kid that comes through your elementary school and they're leaving as a fifth grader. There's three or four different junior highs that I might go to, and then they spread out from there. Right. Then they go to that junior high when they get done with eighth grade. There's a couple of few different high schools they might go to and then they go through the high school and then wherever they go, they could go anywhere in the nation and then they're gone. The difference is when kids come through fifth, we can still still see that kid in sixth, seventh and eighth. And we're still going to see that kid in the high school and they're going to leave and go to college or trade school or join the armed forces. But they come back. And I think. I don't know if this is true. I think there's, I don't know if it's a conscious thought or if it's a subconscious thought or feeling or an emotion that these teachers know these kids are coming back and this is a part of my world forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think, uh, speaking of those, the kids coming through the school, one of my favorite times every year is graduation because you get to see that culmination of everything those kids have worked for their entire life. And, and, And you're right. For most of them, a huge portion of them they've been with us since pre-k all the way through graduation and um, there is something extremely endearing and extremely powerful about watching those kids walk across that stage that last that last day and knowing that um, that you've had a part in preparing them for for real life um, and like you said so many of them are going to go out and they're going to um, they're going to they're going to turn into um these wonderfully passionate adults that are going to come back and start small businesses here that are going to work at our hospitals, um, might come back and be the superintendent. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it is so exciting and it's so wonderful to see, um, see the things that, that or to think about all the things that they're going to go out and do. It's real. We just had one that graduated from law school. And I remember the day she walked across the stage, you know, and she just graduated from SMU law school. And it is an amazing feeling to know she was a product of this district. Yeah. The foundation of all that. I mean, it's great. She went to law school. That's great. I mean, it's awesome. And, but what's cool is the foundation of who that kid has become is right here. That's, you know, that's what I love about it. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And you know, there's a, I went to a really cool thing. I went to a graduation um, with some of my friends in Henderson, Kentucky, and they have an elementary school there. And what they do is when the kids walk across the stage, all the elementary teachers first that they go and tailgate at the, at the graduation. Mm-hmm. And they, it's a, it's a larger school district and, um, and they have shirts made from all the kids that went through their elementary school for graduation. And so here they are seven years later. Oh, wow. And they have the program. They're highlighting kids. This is one of ours. This is one of ours. And so when one of their kids goes across the stage, all these teachers you know, get up and cheer, and they have the cowbell and the whole bit, and I, which is cool. But I'm thinking that that's what small town is yeah. about. Like that, what I love about it is they're recreating what happens in a smaller, more rural community because they're all yours. Absolutely. Well, we and we do um, our seniors every year. Um, um, in May, we um, take our seniors down to the elementary school. And this last year, we actually had our kindergartners with with shirts made to match the high school kids, yeah. and they walk with them down the hallways. Right. And um, we do we do a march with them, and then um, we come back to the high school and let them walk the high school as well. And it's a pretty amazing day to see those seniors holding those hands of those little kindergartners. And um, and and our whole purpose is that we want those little ones to look forward to going through the school system and, and, and achieving something at the end of the, at the end of their years here. So yeah. um, it's been pretty impactful for us to see some mamas with tears on those days. So that's the, you know, you know, it's, it's creating that subconscious expectation that now this is a kid. This is what I do. Apparently like they're kidding. They don't know, but they know <laughs> at some point I'm going to be the big kid holding the hand of a little kid. That's right. So, and that's just what they do. And they have that self expectation of themselves there's a superintendent, a friend of mine, and I know when he was a high school principal, he would walk into the home of every freshman and he had a, a frame. Oh, wow. Empty. And he would put, ask them to put it on the wall of the living room. It's, that's the frame for your diploma. Oh, wow. And that will sit on the wall for yeah, four years. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, because he wants to create, this is what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And so all the kid knows, well, I better graduate <laughs> to get a frame. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so for you, do you ever, um, do you ever, you know, see, go to conferences and you see like these superintendents give them they have the entourage, you know, and, and there's assistant superintendent of this and associate superintendent of that. And you got this team. Do you ever think, man, I, I could go for that? Or do you just, <laughs> do you just love it here? Well, there, uh, well, one, I love it here. So let me be really clear in case anyone from my district hears this recording. <laughs> right. Um, I, I do love it here and I, and I love, this is a 3A school. Um, we have an enrollment of 1200 kids and, and, and I love, I love the balance between between the hands-on on the campuses and the administrative duties, um, but yeah, every once in a while, that looks like that might be might, might be kind of a, a nice gig to have that. And I have some friends in the larger districts, and certainly our job descriptions are a little different. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, uh, chased a cow on the. Um, on the property out here behind the school, we had a cow get loose one day, and so I was on the four wheeler thingy out there driving it, trying yeah. to help find the cow. And um, I've uh, been to the school in the middle of the night when we had some uh, recent graduates decide to uh, have a poker game on the elementary school playground <laughs> right <laughs> underneath the light where the security camera was. Right. But anyway, um, so you know, I. I I, I I really really think those things uh, keep it real. Yep, keeps it real for me and uh, and and for our other administrators here. And uh, and that's about as exciting as it usually gets around here. So. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like there, you know, there's larger. There's somebody that has the, the assistant superintendent of you know. K 
cow roundup. You know, they, out, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right. So I think that the, uh, unfortunately, in, in some of those larger suburban districts where they have you know tens of thousands of kids, hundreds of thousands of kids, yeah. is um, the at the administrative level, at the central office, it gets really narrow. Like really small because there's so much to do, whether if you're assistant superintendent of professional development or HR or whatever, or the bus barn or whatever, the transportation, like that's the whole gig. And rarely do they get to connect with kids. Right. Right. And and, and and even in a small district, you do have to be very intentional about making sure you're getting yourself onto the campuses and, and where the kids are. I I, uh, I was feeling a little a little like I needed a little more of that. So this year um, I started a superintendent council, an advisory council. So I have groups of kids from each of the campuses. So I just met uh-huh. with my high school group. And, um, you know, I was uh, I, I, uh, I, I certainly expect a lot of them and I knew that they would produce and deliver. But I was really amazed when we talk through what are the things that you love and what are the things we're doing right here and what are the things that we could improve upon the level of the 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 the, the deepness of their thought level i mean they were just like yeah. crazy and and not in a bad way just they were so intentional about um what they were able to express and and i i was like y'all might have been thinking about this some right so um i should have asked sooner but um, i do think you have to be very intentional about making those connections with those kids it is very definitely very easy even as a principal sometimes you know even though you're still on a campus to get bogged down in paperwork and, For sure and you know and parent conferences and teacher conferences and all of those things so you have to be really deliberate about getting out there and and making those connections with kids and i'm really proud of our staff i think that our administrators have done a really, really good job of that. Yeah, you can just tell walking in the hallways the way they talk to kids. It's not like these kids are shocked. It's like, you know, it's just part of their life, you know, you know, getting to know administrators is part of their, you know, what, what happens on campus. You can see it. It's obvious. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. With, the, with those kids, those kinds of kids where, um, you know, when I remember when I had my mentoring and leadership programs and we'd have hundreds and hundreds of kids would apply. It was a giant school. And, you know, I have 60, 70 kids and that first meeting every year I'd walk in. Yeah. And these are the kids that have been through this crazy application process and they have referrals and recommendations. And, and these are, you know, we're not talking about scholars or, you know, the best athletes. These are just good, kind hearted kids. But we'd have those conversations about, you know, what they hope for and what they're looking forward to, where, what, what we can do better. And I would sit there every year and have the same thought. It's like, man, I got to get my life together. Yeah. These <laughs> <laughs> are so smart. They are. And it's so, it's so amazing. Um, the things that they think about and, and how, how they, um, and, and how they internalize yeah. everything. And, and I, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I um, thought through life as much at that at their ages as That's they do I, now. I, I, I try to put myself in. I try to think back when I was a sophomore or junior. It's like I could not. I could not. I would never formulate that thought first of all, and then no. be able to articulate it like that. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Yes. One of the things they told me in our meeting was that they they felt like we the junior high group. They said, "I think we need to be kinder to our janitors. I don't think we pick up enough after ourselves. I think we." Ten, you know, if yeah. somebody leaves a piece of trash, we just and I was like, "Wow, that's that's big." The janitors will love that too. So yeah. we'll see if we can make that. You know, that, that's the other thing. I, I love that you have that group because so many times kids have that thought, but we don't give them the place to voice it. Uh, yeah, well, and that was what I was trying to create—a venue for them to be able to um, to, to and a platform to 
to get that message to me because you're right. They're not normally going to just walk up to me. They'll see me at games or in the cafeteria or something, but they're not going to walk up and go, hey, I think this is a good idea. Let's do whatever. Um, and um, so as a matter of fact, because um, we're sitting in our library right now, it reminded me that they also said we were missing some books that had sequels to them and they would really like for us to find those sequels and get them ordered there were some readers there so i was really impressed with that as well yeah really impressed you know i I know that um when we get those kinds of kids together it there's um when they feel like they have some ownership like you know man that changes everything like they feel like they're in the decision process rather than you know school is happening to them oh yeah Absolutely. Changes everything. It does change everything. Well, and it, it does for all of us, right? Yeah. Our teachers as well. Yeah. When the teachers get to be part of the process and, and have some input on the decision making, it, yeah. it makes their um, world a little nicer as well. So, you know, and that's the thing like this size of a district, you know, the school, the last high school I was taught at the peak of it, we were opening two schools within a mile, both of them wow. within a mile from the, and we had over 5,000 kids in a school. Oh, my goodness. Like right at the top, <laughs> it was around 5,200. We had like 75 portable buildings. That's like more than our whole town, you know right. that, right? So, and so, and I can remember going to a professional development uh it was a two-day thing and we had to get up and introduce ourselves and this woman was talking and where she taught and i was like wow sounds a lot like my school and um and we realized we taught at the same school <laughs> i've never seen it before in my life okay and we should, we've been there for three years together oh wow so if you think about it like we had different parking lots we had different um, lunch. We had different the, – the staff was so big. We had meetings or a couple of different meetings you could attend. One was after school. One was before school. One was at lunch. You know, you had different options. Right. And, and so it made sense that we'd never see each other. But the sad part of we had – I can't even tell. We had dozens of kids in common. Oh, wow. Wow. That, that was the sad part. Wow. And we and I had no idea. She had no idea. She said, like, "I didn't even know that kid was in pals." Like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that you had you. You know, and, and to think about where – at a school like this, just natural conversation happens in the parking lot. Uh, yes, all the time. You know, or all happens the time. at Dairy Queen or happens like here in the hallway. Hey, I need to talk to you about James. Or, or the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're, we're, you know, on the same, not just trying to teach the kid, but trying to parent the kid and nurture the kid and, and you know, invest in this kid. Where in a town like this, that, that happens, it's just, it's a part of life. Where in a larger school, I'd have to set an appointment. <laughs> I'd have to get the associate counselor to get us connected on the same page. You know, it's a whole different thing. It is a whole different thing. It, it is a whole different thing. And, and it's one of the things that is so endearing about being in a small school. I mean, you do. You, you go to church with the same people you yep. work with and um, go to school with and grocery shop with and sit at the coffee shop with. And so yeah. um, your, your lives cross paths a lot. In right. A small town. So. And I think, you know, we, we call it a small school, but it's not, if you think about the operation that we're running here, it's almost, I try to describe it to people, it's like a town within a town. Because every day you're recreating a whole other town inside of a town, complete with transportation and food services and healthcare. And there's law enforcement. There's, I mean, there's everything all within a town. And then it, it shuts it down. And then we send them home and we do it again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And it is, uh, I know, like in our district, um, we, have brought at 200 employees and so we're the largest employer in the whole district yeah, for sure and um and you're right i've never thought of it th- that way but you're, you're right we we're we have every single operation you can imagine within i mean we're even doing laundry right for yep. athletes so you get the laundry going and um we you know yeah everything everything so it's a pretty amazing um that we get it up and going every year when we start new so right. um i had a, a um my secretary came from a, a um 
private sector and came into the school business. And, and that was one of the things she said. I, I don't, it's, it's been amazing to see all the work that goes into starting school and then stopping school and then, you know, starting it again. So it, it is a little crazy, the world we live in, in, in public school world. Yeah. So. I think that's the cool thing about, um, you know, the, the start of school is such a big event in a smaller community rather than in those larger districts. It's just, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's, I guess it's exciting. But here there's something about it. Like I remember when 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 I was here in August and you guys were talking about what's going to happen, meeting at the church. And, yes. You know, and, and then all that. It's it's like it's an event. It is an event. It is an event. And, you know, I think um, it's not unusual um, um, to equipment, but in small towns in general, the whole community is so incredibly supportive of the school system. Um, they want what's best for the kids. They want their kids to have the best, and um, they are always willing to pitch in and help. So we get tons of support. We get, you know, tons of donations when school's starting, both for teachers and for kids. Um, and the churches do always rally around to provide meals and make sure the teachers are fed and to offer a, you know, building space if we need it. Um, and um, our local businesses are constantly dropping off cookies or, you know, donuts or right. all those things that have lots of carbohydrates in them so um anyway yeah. so it's good when, when you were um when you were a student here mm-hmm. and uh, which was like 10 years ago and th- thinking back who are some right who who are some of those influential adults that you had when you were in school that you still think about Oh, wow. Well, you know, a few years ago, I actually brought a couple of them um, in for back to school for convocation and gave them some awards. So um, there were so many um, that it's it's almost hard to start naming them. But a couple of them that specifically still live here. Um, uh, Tony Gilbreth was um, a high school teacher and coach, um, an incredible um, man, um, good character. He's a judge here now. So he was the high school principal. Uh, he was my teacher, but then later yeah. became a high school principal after I left. And anyway, he is a he's a judge here now, and uh, he's a remarkable man. And and I think when I think about school and knowing that you had a teacher here that cared about you, um, he was funny. He was strict at times, but uh, you knew he cared. Yeah. Um, an awesome guy. Uh, David Sego was my high school principal, and and that's kind of a unique story. Uh, David um, is probably one of the. Um, um, one of the greatest men that I know um, through my through, through school, and um, I had the privilege of him being my high school principal. Later, he was superintendent at Big Sandy, and I taught for him. And then after I became a superintendent, he was a superintendent. We were able to have some conversations as superintendents. And so uh, he is from Quitman. He was equipment. He was from here, and so uh, that he he's another one that um, has influenced me not just as a student, but all the way through my prof- professional career. So uh, a great man. Um, um, and then Robert Linker, he was another teacher and coach here who was awesome. And then I don't want to, I don't want to leave out, although he's not with us anymore, Owen Lawrence. Owen Lawrence was my physics teacher. And when you talk about the difference that teachers make in students, students' lives, I was not a good math student. 
And so, anyway, so by the way, I did not major in math when I went to college. Um, anyway, did not much like algebra. And, um, and I, uh, and I struggled in that area, yeah. but I went to physics and physics had tons of algebra in it, but Mr. Lawrence just had a way of making it so relevant for his students. So we did all kinds of things you couldn't do today. Like we, um, we timed a bullet coming out of a gun till it hit the block in the concrete closet that's down this hallway in this building <laughs> times are changing times have changed <laughs> oh, gosh i think that's been 35 years ago yeah now. so um anyway or about that and um and and took a car out here on on the uh, highway and timed it so we could we could figure velocity and do boom problems and anyway um it was a it was a it, he was an amazing man and and he made me believe that I could do it and so yeah. dadgummit I could do it and um and I worked really hard in his class to get um to get those problems and to learn how to do it and so I really didn't think I could do it but he really made me believe I could do it and in the end I, I did I did it so. man you know and, and I love those lessons like clearly not everyone is going to be a physics professor when they leave physics class and they're, sure. they're not going to be a scientist when they grow up but the it's just that experience of struggle and feel and being in the struggle and re and then achieving and realizing oh my gosh I was able to pull that off I did it and realize you can apply that to you know any any anywhere else in your life oh absolutely well and he was also the one who made sure if you weren't getting it he was going to call you back in and to make you do it till you could get it and he always believed in you and I think that is huge um, and I think as educators um, that's one of the most important things the, the that message that we relay to our kids that we believe that they can do it yeah. um, and that we're not going to give up on them we're going to keep at it until they get it and um, I think that so often um, kids kids do think that, you know, um, no, I can't do it. And you're just telling me that, you know, and they, they, if you, you got to stay the course with them, you got to keep on it with yeah. them because, um, they, they need to know somebody believes in them. You know, I always said my, like my job, like I'm going to make him successful. Like, yeah. You know, he's just going to get a yeah. choice. Like he yeah. can have choices later, but he's a seventh grader. And as a seventh grader in my class, he's going to, I will make him successful. Absolutely. And I, I think um, sometimes we forget, especially because kids go through puberty and they start looking like adults. That's not an adult. Just because the yeah. kid has a little stubble, that's a child, man. Yeah. And as a child, I'm going to make that student successful by, in, by repetition. If, it, that's, if that's what it takes, then we're going to do it by rote repetition if I have to. And if I get him out of lunch, we're going to get out of lunch. If I have to stay longer in class, we're going to stay longer in class. If I find out he's not doing anything today in his in his keyboarding class, well, he's going to be in my class again. <laughs> because like for some of them, that's what it takes. Because when he leaves here, that's what I really want. If I could remember, I know he's going to forget the content. I get it. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm fully aware. I'm, and I'm ready for that. But what he's going to remember is that he tried really hard. He worked really hard. And in the end, it paid off. Absolutely. Yeah, I could not do those physics problems today. But, no. but. Yeah. But I did learn that I could do something that I didn't think I could do. So absolutely great lesson in life. And, um, and, and, and those teachers are definitely the ones who, um, who make such significant differences in kids' lives. So yeah. they stay the course. And what I love about a school like Quitman is they have so many opportunities where it might happen in physics class, but it might happen in, in ag. It might happen over in, when they're learning about welding. It might happen in the band hall. Absolutely. It might happen on the football field. It might happen on the track. It might, I mean, there's so, and honestly, I don't care where it happens, just so that it happens. Absolutely. Well, and you know, our mission statement for our school district is educating every child, every chance, every day. And so we've spent a whole lot of time 
time. We were talking about this back in August when yeah. you came, and we were talking about it last year, of spending a whole lot of time talking about not missing opportunities with our kids because you're right. I mean, every every minute we have with them, there's opportunities to help them grow and help and help them reach their full potential. And so we don't want to miss those if it's in the cafeteria or in the line waiting to get picked up in front of the school. Right. You know, this is one of the few campuses I've ever been to where people knew what the mission statement was. I, <laughs> well, listen, we have been drilling it. So, um, but you know what? It, 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 it really is. I think when it, um, when it comes alive for you, yeah. um, when we had conversations about what that meant and what that looked like, it didn't, it was no longer just words on a paper. And, um, it, it really means something to the people here. Now we're not perfect. We forget some days. Yeah. We forget, we forget, we missed an opportunity. That's why we have a mission statement. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we forget some days. That's why you have it, right? And I put it in, yeah, and it's on like nice big poster cards. So one of my board members the other night said, I think I have like five of those in my house now. I'm like, Good. <laughs> yeah. Probably put them up six. everywhere, put yeah. them up everywhere. So anyway, um, but it is, um, it, it, it has really, um, become something that is part of the culture here and not just a statement. So I'm yeah. really proud of that. And I think uh, sometimes we underestimate the work and the years it takes for that to happen. You know, like yeah. the, one of the best examples is was over at the Magnolia High School, and uh, Springer was there. He was um, secondary principal of the year years ago, and he had this thing called uh, VCL. He called it value. He wanted every kid to know that they were valued, that they're valuable and valued, that they're complete. That you're done, man. Everything you need is inside of you. We're going to yeah. help bring it out, and that you're loved. VCL. Oh, and wow. he talked about it every day on the morning announcements every day. He had every kid had bracelets, every kid shirts. I mean, yeah. he, and it just all kind of clicked one year and people like were amazed. And he, but in, in his mind, he was thinking, you have no idea the years and the hours and the repetition over yep. and over and over took to make that happen. Yeah. I, I, you're, yeah. And I didn't come up with the mission statement. It was here when I got here. So I don't mm. want to take credit for that at all. Um, it's just that we just weren't living and breathing it. And yeah. so, um, that was, that was sort of my mission, which is the key. Like, you know what? All the mission statements out there, they're great. They really uh, yeah. are. Yeah. They're fine. But living it and breathing it, that's where it happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And getting committed to it and, ta- and, and spending time with kids talking about it and bringing kids in in front of educators and talking about it and sharing it with the community, just talking about it everywhere we go. That's the key. Yeah. Well, and we're going to be having a coffee talk um, downtown at the coffee house um, on November 4th, I believe it is. So we'll be talking about it there as well. So with our community that that come to yeah. eat breakfast with us. So. Is that is that is that something that happens regularly? Um, it's something new. We started this year mm-hmm. and um, we've done community meetings in the past and we've done we've done things, but not on a regular basis. And so this is going to be our first one for this year. We're going to try to do three or four this year and uh, we'll see how that goes. So but we have it. a great downtown coffee shop. So it's wonderful to be able to go down there and um, have coffee and, and visit with our um, community. What time do they open? Um, early. Good. I, was <laughs> with you. I might stop by there in the morning on the way here. The, um, the, uh, that, I love that. And that, that's just another example. Uh, the cool stuff that's happening is because many times I'm working with schools. I'm asking, what are you doing with the community? Uh, well, we got, we started a Facebook page for parents. Well, I'm talking about like connecting like real conversation like eyeball to eyeball yeah you know so much is done nowadays in the email in the newsletter online but like that having like real conversation together well and i I think that's something that um has been a realization for me is that we do all those other things i mean we do do we're very we have a 
a good presence on social media and um, we try to keep our parents updated. We have an app, you know, and so we, we try to communicate those, you know, scores and pictures of athletic events and ag events and all the extracurricular stuff that's going on. But I, I think that, um, that we need to make those personal connections and build those bridges with our community and our families. And I don't think that's ever going to happen just through social media. I think it's a great way to get information. Sure. It's not a great way to build relationships. Um, so um, we're being very intentional about trying to make sure that we do those outreach things so that we can make those personal connections with our community and our families. And then what I really love about it is, um, what do you really love about I'll it? I'll tell you. Are you going to tell me? Yeah. Okay. What it is, it's modeling what we want in our classrooms. Like it's modeling what we want for teachers and our kids. Like here's an example. And, and it's really hard as leaders, um, to ask that of teachers unless we're doing it ourselves and they can see, oh my gosh, what, what, what they're asking of us in the classroom is happening right down the street at the coffee shop. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, very exciting. And, um, um, but you know, my teachers are, the teachers here in this district are really good about reaching out to parents. So as a matter of fact, I would guess that probably 60 percent of parents have the teachers on speed dial so yeah. you know they're they're gonna um yeah so they're gonna see them at the store anyway yeah with the brookshires absolutely what do we have here? brookshires yeah it's absolutely yeah we have a brookshires that's right yeah so they're gonna see you there yes yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna answer some questions when you're walking through the grocery store for sure so yeah. as you know what a funny story we have a rock out in front of our school i don't know if you noticed the rock i did i was curious okay, so yeah the rock's been there i think since the 60s um, it's been moved around a few times. It's got, um, so many layers of paint on it that I don't really know how big it was when it started. Um, but even back when I was in school in the eighties, we, um, we would paint it. And so it's always been a place to paint, you know, your seniors for me, it was seniors 85 for, you know, um, girlfriends and boyfriends have been known to paint their, their hearts on there and various other things. Um, a place where when we've lost kids in our district, you know, people will go there to, uh, to, to mourn and to, and to, um, and to celebrate as well, put their names on it. So the, the rock has a lot of history to it. So, um, this is just, this is just sort of the epitome of being in a small town. I thought you would enjoy this. So, um, one morning it was Memorial day, um, about five years ago, I'm in my living room in my pajamas still. It's early and the front doorbell rings. And so it was a gentleman in our community and he knocked on my front door. Now he's not a friend of mine. He just knew where I lived. Just goes to the superintendent. Just goes to the superintendent's front door. He said, Miss Turner, somebody's done painted a bad word up there on that rock. <laughs> it's police in the rock. <laughs> and I know you need to, you're going to want to get up there and take care of that. So I went and looked through the, uh, uh, the crafting closet that I have at home and found some spray paint. And <laughs> I came down here that morning and spray painted over the bad word and put seniors 85 on there. There you go. So, anyway, it was pretty fun. It was, <laughs> it was pretty fun, but, but that, that's what happens in a small town. You know, yeah. we take care of each other and I was glad to have a heads up. So, um, didn't didn't need everybody waking up and those um he was up with the cows so sure, that's why yeah. he saw it so early so you know i didn't even know the small town thing existed until my first job and like that's where i really got i got an understanding fast oh you yes because i went to um i went to high school at a big school it was at katie high school and this is back before they had all the other katie schools so it was just a few high schools back then and i went to you know the katie was tons of tradition there and then I went to college. I didn't even know about tiny schools. Then my first job was at a, was at the, as a, at a one A school. And so, like that is when I learned about. Um, like I remember asking the principal 
Um, and I started in January. And I remember asking the principal uh, that next fall when I, and, you know, we're doing summer band, the whole thing. I said, I'm trying to work on my calendar. Do you guys, like, what day is open house? And he's looking at me. He goes, open house? All these people went to this school. You're the only one that they don't know. Why don't you go to their house? Go take, go make yeah. some home visits. That's boy. what it, that's that's what his version open house was. You yeah. should go to their house. And that, yeah, and um, and so I got this. When these what homecoming meant. That's a whole different. Like when people, that's like a whole nother thing. Homecoming what? That like when homecoming happened, that was a whole nother. Oh. I never knew like how serious homecoming was. Y'all didn't have like big moms at your high school. All right, so my high school, there was none of. First of all, it had to be a real mom. It was a, it was an alive flower. Okay. None of the silk business. Okay. And it was one flower. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one kid got another half a flower or something. <laughs> They're basically all had the same streamers because back then you had to get the mum through the band. It was, they had a monopoly oh. on moms, so they were they were that was their fundraiser. Yeah, and so you had to order it through the band, and moms and dads stayed up all night making moms. But now it's a whole. I I can't even. When I go to other other states, what's one of my favorite things to do is explain the Texas homecoming <laughs> mom and to show them pictures. They're uh, shocked. Well, they've gotten like really ridiculously big, so yeah. they're huge. Yeah, huge. I never had one that big. I did have some, but not that big. So it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's a size of a pizza. Yeah, it's huge. It like covers their whole yeah their whole body. You have to wear it. it's <laughs> you on a strap. You have it strapped to you. No, it's not pinned. <laughs> it's strapped around your neck. It's like a harness. Yeah, and then but there are a couple of schools I know. I think maybe the Woodlands is one where they, they don't do that and they donate the money. You're supposed to donate money to a cause instead of the mom. Oh, wow. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, That's just because it got way so silly. Of giving back for the yeah, yeah. and in that kind of. Um, you know, just a de- that that demographic that had a lot of money to spend on moms. Yeah. And so they chose to do a different thing. Oh, wow. I think that's one of them. Yeah. I think that's a really cool idea. It's yeah. a great way of giving back. For sure. Yeah. And still honoring the tradition of homecoming. Yeah. Hey, is there something unique about, um, like you have the rock here, what I, I know other schools, um, they have different unique, um, just a history or traditions. Is there anything here that you guys do that might be unusual? Unusual. Or Gosh. Just- I don't know about it. I don't know about out of the ordinary or unusual. Um, I, I think our rock is pretty yeah. unusual, and the fact that we painted and we let the kids paint right. it is, is a little unusual. So we're pretty traditional, uh-huh. pretty conservative community, pretty traditional. So we, you know, we do parades like everyone else does. We have the the parade, and yeah. um, but gosh, I don't know about really unusual. Because here's I what I've learned: really think about that. Lots of the small towns don't know that their thing is weird. Okay, then that. So yeah, so you've been here now. This will be uh-huh. your second time. So what did you notice was weird about us? Nothing. I couldn't oh. find it. <laughs> No, but I've been to one. I've been to a school. I can't remember which one it is. I'm not going to say their name. Okay. Is um, at homecoming. They they have the homecoming queen, homecoming king. But in addition to that, there is um, some animals that win. And they've been going on for decades. And so they have like a, a cow will come out. And, <laughs> and this part You're of home, serious? Yeah. And they don't know that this is unusual. Okay. So you have a homecoming cow. And they think, oh. no, yeah, of course we do. Like this is what they've been going on for generations. I know. I might be speechless. It's it's hard to top that. (laughs) It's hard to top that. So, no, we we don't have anything like that going on for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think we're, yeah, we're, we're, uh, uh, I'm just, yeah, nothing's coming to me on that one. You kind of stumped me on that. It was very hard to beat that one. Tell me for um, the district, 
And what what is something that you're focused on and you're excited about? And because um, that, like that's the thing about being a superintendent. Every superintendent knows if you're if you're feeling like you got it and just coasting, that means you're on the downslide. Yeah, right. <laughs> that means so because that's every, very good to know. So that definitely tells yeah, me I'm good. I'm right. still good because we're definitely not coasting. No, and so like so something that's coming up in the future, or is there anything on your mind that you're excited about? So yeah, I mean, there's a lot, but we probably don't have time for all of them. Yeah. So let me let me let me pick one or two things. So. um now, I get really excited about this, and this may be weird just because I get so excited about it, but um, we have um, a really great career and technology program in our district. So for a small school, I think we have a ton of programs going on. We have a great health science program. Our kids go to the hospital here and do rounds and um, um and, and, and we have replicated that in several, several programs. But one of the things we haven't had, um, and because we know that skilled laborers are very important and most of them are making more money than our teachers are making. And that's just the truth. Yep. So, you know, plumbers, electricians, HVAC people, um, and welders. And so, um, we have a really good welding program, but we, we weren't able to offer the others, the plumbing, electrical, and HVAC. So I have been looking for several years now for a way to make that happen for our kids now we're not talking about a hundred kids that need that training so you don't want to go and um and, and build a building for it and 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 you can't afford to hire all these different people and sure. so I, I i kept looking and looking and so um i um through through a, a mutual um uh, person here in town i met a gentleman by the name of randy humphreys i'm gonna give him a shout out i'll have to make sure he hears the the podcast but um randy humphreys owns a um uh, is vice president uh, it's a family-owned business um humphreys and associates um there's an office in fort worth dallas denison and yantis texas believe it or not which is not very far from us so anyway i i met randy and his um he was so um um excited he wanted to find a school to partner with and so we're piloting a program this year and um, his company um, has already started coming out and meeting with our kiddos that are in our ag program our ag mechanics um, and then our construction classes and walking them through pathways for those programs those that are interested and and when he hires you at his company the day you walk out of Quitman High School, if that's the path you want to go, he um, pays the $25,000 to get you certified in those programs. So um, he puts them to work. Yeah. And, 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 and for me, because we have lots of resources to get kids, if, if they're academically inclined and they have the motivation to go to college, we can help them find resources through federal um federal monies through scholarships local scholarships are huge in our district we have so many you know giving people so we can really help those kids um and kids that are going to technical schools that are more traditional we can help those kids but these niche these these high demand um jobs like plumbing and hvac it's it's it's, it's more difficult and um and and sometimes the kids that want to do that um really don't want to go to school every day sure that's not what they're after and so um to be able to find a pathway to get them from high school into a job that's paying them a really good starting wage with benefits um, with health, you know, health insurance, a 401k and a company that's going to pay for their one night a week to go to school, to get their journeyman or, and do their apprenticeship 
is amazing to me. And I feel like that was like a home run. Yep. And so that's huge. And um, I'm very, very proud of that. I'm very proud of all the help that we got from the community to make that happen. So I, I that has been one of my, my um, yeah. favorite things, I think, that's happened this year. So very proud of that. And it also fits in with your mission. It does. All kids. Uh-huh. You know, and this is one of the things I think has come full circle where, um, you know, just like in education, we, 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 it's all, it always comes back. But I can remember back in the seventies and early eighties where like the whole CTE, they didn't call it that back then, sure. like trades or something like that. Right. But it was a big deal. And then, and then we got in this thing where every kid is going to go to college. And that's, that was the, I saw districts. That was the mission statement. All kids go to college. That is just so unreasonable. And it's not for every, not every kid wants to do that. You know, and and, and 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 thank goodness I got to teach in a small town. So these kids really do want to well. They really do want to build things, and see, and it's a kind of kid who loves to see the work. It's a physical kinesthetic kid. Yeah, that would never be happy wearing a, some little outfit with a tie and the, and wingtip shoes. And have to go to tassels, and that's never going to work for that kid. Right. And we're so many spent so many years, so many districts forcing those kids into that. And now we've come back around where, I mean, I've seen the most amazing programs where they're giving the kids what they, not just what they want, but what they need. Absolutely. Well, and I I think probably, um, you know, I, I, I love our kids going to college and, and obviously we're so supportive of those kids and we want, cause they're, they're. There are certain professions you're, you're going to ask. You want to yep. be a teacher. You're going to go to college, you know. Yep. Um, and so there is um, there's definitely a place for all of them. And um, I think that we failed kids um, at a certain point in our educational system in the fact that we um, we, we, we did buy into every kid has to go to college and it just isn't the case. And, um, and so I, I, I it's just remarkable to me to be able to find some pathways for these kids so that yeah. they can, um, do what they love and what they want to do and, um, and get them, get them, um, out in the, in the world and, and being successful. Yeah. I, it, it really concerns me thinking about how many, 20 years of sending kids to college and some of them actually went and some of them finished and they're now they're doing what they want to do is to be a mechanic but they're saddled with eighty thousand dollars worth of debt yeah yeah it it is it is um astronomical um what um college costs today and i don't know if there's going to be any reprieve from that anytime soon it's out in my area probably you know i i can talk about school funding for us and k-12 but um with higher ed i can tell you how much it cost you know because um i had two kids and we 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 paid money for as long as people are still going and they're still paying yeah and they're still a waiting line for universities yeah Yeah. i don't see it ending anytime soon yeah, so um, it's a um, it's 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 a great thing to do if you want to do it, and if you if you choose to do something else, I think that um, we we absolutely need to be supportive of those kids that are choosing. And you know, the other thing is, you see a lot of this going on. Kids get out, um, and 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 I think this would be a perfect example. They get out of school, and they do want to go to work. They don't know what they want to do yet, right. and that's okay. You don't have to know what you want to do until you're 90 when you're 18 years old. Um, you still got a lot of years in there to figure some of that out. Um, so I think that um, we see, and I'm seeing more of this, kids leaving, doing other things, and then going back to college you know, in their late twenties or early thirties. And, yep. um, you know, so if you're, you, you're a plumber, maybe you decide to go back and get a business degree, you know, I mean, at some point. And it's so happening. Yeah. it, ha- yeah. And, but 
but you're so much more focused when you're when yeah. you go back. It's crazy. When I was there, man. I was 18. I was trying to get. Just give me the what. Listen, tell me like what's going to be on the test. Yeah, I'm not there to learn anything. No, no. I'm there to pass the test and get a degree. Yeah, that's the difference. When we uh, um, what they call non-traditional students <laughs> means you're older. Yeah, and they haven't had a job and life experience, and they go back. Those people are there to learn. Yes, it's a whole different thing. Well, and it makes so much more sense because really you have does. so much more. You know, so much you can scaffold off of it when you're older and yeah. and build on. So at 18 years old where kids are picking degree plans for careers that which they have no idea what that career like i want to be an accountant they have no idea what that looks like yeah specifically sitting and doing the the work that they're they have no idea really what that work entails right. I was going to do a business degree, yeah, but on. I literally had no idea what I would do with the business degree. I didn't even know what job that would prepare me for. Right. It just sounded good to me. I'm going to go do a business degree. So yeah. anyway, glad I landed in education. Yeah, kid. So listen, man, I, um, you know, there's, uh, there's certain schools I love. This is one of them. And this is, uh, I, I think it has a lot to do with the community and the town and, um, the support that you guys have from the they want the school here and they get it and uh, and I love it and uh, the fact that I got to hang out with you guys in August we'll do it again tomorrow is um, it's, it's an honor and a privilege I really really appreciate it well we love you too and our teachers were so excited when you were here in August and I've heard a million times thank you so much for bringing Halbo uh, to Quitman so that was a fun day um, it was a fun day it was a Listen, really fun day all fun <laughs> <laughs> Not every school's fun. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and the after and after after you left, it was still fun because yeah. they were very um, excited, and I've seen a lot of growth. Um, and, a, and, and a lot of changes. I know at our junior high, they're doing family groups now. Yeah. And it's been very impactful for the kids. And so we appreciate you so much and what you do and the positive light you shed on, on public education and the stories you tell. You tell so many great stories. And so um, anyway, so the, so, so the man I met at midwinter yeah. standing in the hallway. <laughs> Here we are. Still going, man. Yeah. Not in a suit, right. remember? The, the one. The guy? one man out in the suit. <laughs> I'll never forget that. So, anyway. So. Thank you so much. I Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Right. See ya. This has been the Teach Like a Rockstar podcast with Hal Bowman. Subscribe, rate, and share from halbowman.com forward slash podcast. 